church boys. COVID-19! <laughs> so we are back in the midst of the COVID, the COVID crisis or gripping America or whatever the Fox Alert headline is supposed to be. So we've, we've made it a week. Billy, uh, thankfully, we are not shirtless today as we had promised people. <laughs> well, nobody is going to believe that there's a second episode, by the way, because that's actually a lot of people are like, oh, they're only going to do one. No. I Nin- saw a, a, lot a, of 90, that, yes. a 94th episode. Thank you. A 94th this episode. This is 94? Yeah. Wow. I think it's last week was 93. Almost as old as you are. And that, doesn't, and that doesn't include like the, the uh, free fall Q&As and stuff that we've posted. This is just like 94th oh. regular show, I believe. Wow! I think so there are like people who have listened to ninety-four episodes. No, 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 no. We've had, we have like no, a total no of ten. One has listened we to have all a, ninety-four. We have a we have like ten total listens, but we have recorded. Well, Pedro, Pedro's listened to them all. Our friend I, Pedro. I do love Pedro. He's a good man. And Lucas hasn't met Pedro, but Pedro's awesome. <laughs> Pedro, this is my uh, fourth episode now, so that's all that counts. That's right. Yes, it is. Our four <laughs> is. our four lowest ranking episodes also <laughs> happen to be the ones where Lucas was on. Because you can't afford anyone else. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Exactly. I mean, what are we even doing here today? Oh, you were gonna talk. We were gonna talk about COVID a little bit. COVID. COVID-19. Lucas said. Lucas, you said you have nothing. Wait, were you playing the poop again? Of I, I was. Just, yeah, we are. Yeah. COVID nineteen. That is my all-time favorite clip. I'm gonna get in so much trouble for that. It's so. like a whoopee cushion so, that went bad. So the, the entire reason we have brought you on, Lucas. It's so that you will say something that will completely ruin your career. Right. Something I, for which you will have I'm, to apologize that. Yes, over and over again. I have a lot again. of people I have to apologize when this airs. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, things are pretty simple in our house. Like, we, uh, I'm getting a lot of reading done, doing some oh, writing, walking the dog. Nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any kids at home school or anything like that. So the worst thing that happens is, like, the cat jumps on the table and knocks a oh, glass you over. You have or a something. cat? So, I, we have a cat and a dog. Oh, that is so disappointing. Oh my gosh, it's Tiger King. <laughs> we have, we have, yes, yes, exactly. We have trained the dog to attack the cat, though, when the cat is misbehaving. So that is a plus. You okay. could also train the dog to eat the cat and just get it all over with. Oh, that would also be worst. beneficial. So, do you like the cat, or do you have like, is it your wife's cat, and you happen to have it? So I. I have moments with a the cat. There's sometimes where cats are terrible. I hate litter. I hate litter boxes. Mm-hmm. Nothing like, like storing just, an animal species in your use home. One of those actually <laughs> it would not be bad for her. <laughs> I I just I think that cat litter smells almost as bad as cat crap. Like I just I just there's <laughs> something about it like I just despise. But the, there's moments with the cat that are that are great. But I'm definitely more of the dog mm. person. So. I yes. would rather feed my hand to one of Joe Exotic's tigers than own a cat. No oh, offense. Same here. I'd rather put my hand in a garbage disposal. <laughs> so, <laughs> Maybe I will bring the cat on an episode. You should. In the future. We so, can do that. Like, His name's Bruce Wayne. Oh, well, that's it. At least oh, you've given it a gosh. good name. So the the <laughs> I know you'll disagree with me theologically on this probably, Lucas, but I am glad that God made me allergic to cats. <laughs> like he says you're gonna be horribly allergic to cats they're gonna cause your eyes to swell up it'll be hard for you that's to how i am too and so that has, I am that actually, has prevented us growing from... up i was terribly allergic oh wow and but i i married a woman with two cats when we first got married and so 
I didn't really have a choice initially, so I got I got uh, hoodwinked by the deal. Mm, so well, there you go. Yes, there you go. So yeah, we. So I yeah, see. I grew up with my sister had a cat, and I wasn't allergic to it. And then when I was about a senior in high school, I developed some sort of allergy, a horrible allergy. Thankfully, she didn't have the cat anymore. It actually is <laughs> actually a sad story. It went for a swim in the pool in the winter, and so that'll do it. It didn't survive. Yeah, it's so sad. One less cat. Um, so I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Peta. But I just don't. I can't. I know. I want to. Lo- I actually think tigers are very quote majestic. That's the word we're using because of Tiger King right now. But I just. I don't. Do you think people should own tigers? Can we just address this? Should human beings own tigers as pets? Like, should this be okay? I. There, what was the statement that there's more tigers in captivity yes. now than in the wild? No, there's more tigers in captivity in the United States than in the wild in the world. That is the statistic. There's like five thousand in the United but States. But is this wait? Is this a fact that you pulled from Tiger King? Yes, but it was Maybe. also on the TMZ yes. special. <laughs> it was in the TMZ it special. It's for sure true. It's for sure true. I think so. it is true though, because Peta was involved in this in this conversation, and there are more tigers. First of all. At what point in your life do you break down and say, I want to own a tiger? How do you even go about doing it? And I'm sorry, if my neighbors had a tiger, I would be totally freaked out that it would get out. I no? it doesn't yeah, bother me. I'm, I mean, I think there's some people that could own tigers. I don't know as though he should have owned tigers. But, but who, who is equipped to own a tiger? Well, I mean, I just I don't know what I don't know where you draw the line on what animals people can own. Uh, maybe the ones that like maul you and kill you See, in two I, seconds. Well, but, dogs can do that too. Dobermans can do that, right? And so can sure. Pit, and, and, I, and I don't own a Doberman. But but actually, yes, a lot of own, communities wait, wait, don't allow. Can we talk about the manly? Dog. Can we talk about the kind of manly dog that Billy does own? I have, I have dog. a lab dachshund. I have a you lab. You have a wiener dog. There is no lab. There is no lab. In it's, that, I, that is well, not it natural. Was, I I agree. And it's a rescue dog. It's a rescue dog. So he's he's like a long a long lab. I know, I know. And honestly, but he's not gonna maul me to death. I under I honestly don't have a problem with the government limiting certain types of animal ownership if it's lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. But you live in New York and you're starting to lean socialist. Oh, that's what's happening here. I mean, nobody wants to live. Okay, listeners, I'm sorry. Please weigh in in a comment. Does anybody want to live next to a neighbor who owns a bear, a lion, or a tiger? Just well, somebody please breathe okay, sanity. Yeah. There should it should be the same thing with chickens. So, like, if you you know if you have a chicken, you know, like in our area, you have to have so much acreage. You have to have you know properly contained. Obviously, there should be standards for it. There should be rules. But you know, and I'm not if an if an animal is endangered, like I'm not saying that we should have a komodo dragon in our backyard or something like that. But you know, I think if somebody is a, um, you know, if they're a, if they're doing this for maybe breeding to help populate either zoos or re, you know, repopulate an animal versus like some hilljack that just wants to have a tiger. I don't know. I, there's got to be a way to distinguish that. If somebody's got space for a tiger, let them have a tiger. No, no. I'm not I agree like, with what Lucas listen, is saying. I have a large <laughs> yard and a large house. I don't think you I have enough. I don't think I have enough space for a tiger. But if my if my farmer friends out in the country who have a thousand acres want to have a couple tigers, as long as they're able to keep the tiger from getting out, what do I care? This is insane. I care. I don't want what happens if that tiger gets out? Honestly, are you are the, is this person liable for what happens? Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. Just like you're okay, liable. How about this? Just like you you're, have- you're liable if a pit bull gets out. We create some like, you know, for firearms you have a concealed carry license. 
there's some sort of like, you know, and I'm, I'm assuming there's some sort of exotic animal license that you can get Probably. that, you know, like with a firearm, you have to go through training, you have to show competency. And if you can demonstrate that you are a proper handler and not, you know, a cult leader or a serial killer, then maybe it's okay to have one. Oh my goodness. Well, listen, I understand what you guys are saying, but you're both wrong. Um, so nobody should be allowed to, to own these what about animals elephants? unless they're doing what you said. What about Lucas, elephants? Which I, I agree with. What about elephants? I can't believe I, what Chris, go ahead. Can, go we, ahead have, with your can we have elephants, bears, you, no bears, no bears, no bears, no lions, no elephants, no, no elephants, no li definitely no lions, snakes. I saw a guy on Instagram the other day that owns like a bunch of cobras. He's got like a guest bedroom. So should he, should he be allowed to own cobras, Billy? With a giant cobra in it. I Nancy. would say if it's a poisonous snake and it's large enough to, I don't know. I think, listen, you walk into Louisiana, there's parts of Louisiana you're taking your life in your hands the minute you walk outside the door. So, yeah, but that's what the, I mean, that's what the I, general population, that has nothing to do, pets don't even enter into that. Leave them alone. Listen, I don't know where the line is, but I think lions and tigers in and bears, oh my, and bears, oh my. But <laughs> lions and tigers are incredibly dangerous animals. They really are. I mean, they're uniquely dangerous animals so I compared to many okay, others. I haven't seen Joe, Joe Exotic. I'm. Um, uh, you look a tig lot like Tiger him. King. I haven't. <laughs> thank you. I haven't seen Tiger King yet. Right. I have. I started. I saw the first like ten minutes of the first episode. My wife was watching it before bed, and I'm like, I got it. I can't. I just. I, Did I, she finish I, it? She watched the first episode. She goes, I can't watch any more of this. This is ridiculous. So she's not going to watch any more of it. She's a, this is an absolute train wreck. And it's she doesn't. Carol Baskin. She just, my wife can't get on board watching shows where the people are just degenerates, right? That's just not her thing. I don't I like. Being married to one I, would I make that difficult. I don't, I don't like reality television. So that's going to make it hard for me to enjoy that show. But yeah. so, so, but, okay. So let me ask you this, though. On that show, since this is the basis of your opinion, were the lions and tigers out of line? I mean, were they vicious, yeah. were they attacking people? Um, well, here's the thing. I always thought that all cats should have not been created, and that that was an error in the seven day creation period. But <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't. I've never. I've never thought people should own lions and tigers. So let me start there. Okay. So the show didn't shape that, but there were moments. And listen, these are amazing animals. But when you have them in captivity like that, yeah, a girl's arm got eaten off, got bitten off. And, um, and you see it actually happen while they were filming. But did she, was she screwing around? Uh, she had her hand in the cage. Like and she there are moments with like Joe Exotic. To? You don't have to screw around to make a lion. Right, but she put her hand. Know, in the, but she put her hand in the cage. Yeah, she worked at the zoo and she did something that she apparently that she that, shouldn't have done. I don't know. I don't. Through no don't fault really of the know. lion yeah. or tiger. Well, if you get your hand bit off, yes, you did something that you shouldn't have done. But I mean, like, like you're in a I, position that to, you shouldn't be in. To bring up kitchen appliances again, if I stick my hand down inside the garbage disposal and I chop up my fingers, that's not the garbage disposal's fault. I shouldn't have put my fingers in the garbage disposal. Well, but but there are examples of of big cats turning on people without doing anything wrong, yeah, like and, people and, who have you know. Yeah. So oh, I, I just I, I don't understand why you guys are big cat I, apologists. I'm not it's really so disturbing. My thing is what everybody doesn't understand is that all animals can turn, even domestic domestic sure. animals can yeah, turn. Yeah, you start especially getting into, wild like, animals. I, I had friends who had cougars, like pet, you know, pet right. lions. And I get I get the arguments on you know the big animals and it, it's super exotic animals, but. You know, you have you start having standards like there's certain counties where you can't own a snake at all, you know, and you can't have like a little corn snake that's this long that isn't poisonous that, you know, sure. to go. you sure. can't do that. 
And so, you know, you start how many people, how many politicians are actually experts on these animals are actually not, you know, it's like the arguments about nobody should have a pit bull, you know, like I can't, you know, I have, I had insurance agencies turn us down because I have a Doberman, you know, and my Doberman is less likely to bite somebody sure. than, than your, you know, wiener doodle or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, you know, but it's where do you start drawing those lines? Right. That's where it starts in fringe. I would say angle. with a tiger and a lion. But I mean, listen, I'm <laughs> that's a, I just think those two in animals in particular. So, so but yes, th- I mean, what do you think about private know. ownership? The private ownership of of these animals for rehabilitation? Like if these, if you if it's a rescue lion and you're trying to save it and you, it can't go back out on the Serengeti because it's going to get eaten up, right? So what do you think of private ownership then? If if it's, if it's something that gets like to save the lion. I'm fine with that, but I think there has to be, and, and I'm going to use the word that we conservatives don't, there has to be regulation of that, yeah, though. There, sure. you know, there has to be, though. I mean, I'm good with some regulation. To me, that's common sense regulation. You know, There are certain clinics that should be regulated. We see what happens when that doesn't happen. Right. There are certain things that need to be. I think if you are going to have that kind of thing, you need to have a registration, and you have to have people coming in to inspect every once in a while. Of course, they'll be inefficient and won't inspect, but right. ideally, in utopia, yeah, they will. I want- I want there to be regulations on bathrooms and kitchens and all those kinds of things when I'm going out in public because it protects people. And so I think that regulations on these things are fine, but it's a fine line. It is a fine line. How did this happen? This was not on our topic list. No, it wasn't. This is why I love this show. It just happened. But I think this is a good topic for us. So uh, we need to start the show here in just a minute, and we'll get to more some more COVID updates. (laughs) COVID-19! Here in a moment. Um, but we do need to start the show, and I was just thinking, Billy is thankful that they, for some of the allowances of ownership of wild animals, right? I mean, thankfully for Billy's sake, <laughs> thankfully for Billy's sake, there are no restrictions on New Yorkers owning manatees. Ladies and gentlemen, Billy Hallowell and Chris Field, the Church Boys. I hate these guys. All right, so we've 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 begun our COVID uh, nineteen updates here. Let me get our COVID nineteen update sound. COVID nineteen. So we, we've we've covered we somehow veered into animals, but Billy, you had some stories that you were going to tell about the adventures of the Hallowells uh, during COVID nineteen time. I mean, I don't even know. It's, it's like I don't want to embarrass my four year old, but yes, I'm just going to go for do it. it. I don't understand, <laughs> I Chris. Would. You've gone through this three times now. Right. Okay. Why is it that children? struggle with the concept of wiping themselves properly after they poop. Like what is, and I know this is graphic, but all the parents out there and even the people who have been around these beast children, you understand that this is a thing. And she thinks it's hilarious. And it's like, Oh, I wiped three times, but she's like taking the toilet paper and whirling it in the air. It's not like, no, you didn't. You did not wipe. And then 10 minutes later, my butt's itchy. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah. You filthy animal. Right. I think Did all you kids. Regulations there. <laughs> so, so all kids, but all kids do go through that, right? I mean, totally, right? Some of them older than others, right, Lucas? So, 
but all kids, all kids go through the go through that stage. Like, dude, you have to figure out how to do this. You got to be clean back there because the skid marks are not going to work, right? You I gotta, see why we had bidets. I see oh, yeah. why a bidet was the thing. In fact, the house we live in now that we bought from my grandparents when we moved in, we removed it because my wife just thinks it's weird. But there was a nice bidet in the master bathroom that my grandparents had. There was a, there was a reinstalling bidets now. Like well, that's like a big thing. I know it's weird. The toilet paper shortage. Yeah. Like there's there, you can buy them yeah. online. They're sold out online, but yeah, they had like, but they had, they didn't have like the little bidet that you attach that put the little attachment on your toilet. It was a full on separate, you know, you had, the, yeah, I've you had those. the pooper and then right next to it, about a yard to the left of it was, was a bidet. The size I of the toilet. Needs like, one. I've had hotels like that in foreign countries, but I just never knew what to do with it. I was afraid. Like you it turned was it on, like, treated it like a fountain. Yeah, it's playing. Yeah, it's like I don't need an enema right now. Like I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> an enema. You guys are. I mean, listen. I don't understand how to fix it, but it's been a point of conversation because there's probably an underwear shortage too. And at some point. When you've ruined all of your underwear and your kid's done that, you're, you're like, okay, and I got to order more underwear. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's one of those weird kid things. Well, and then gross. she insists on wearing Christmas socks. Christmas socks. But, the, so the, but back to the poop thing, right? Okay. It's gross. Back to the it's gross, for one. Second, you're ruining perfectly good underwear, and it's going to stain, and you're going to wind up with a stripe in your pantaloons. The other thing is, and this is important for girls, is that they have to get clean. You know, get clean. My daughters have had the bladder infection stuff because you don't get all the way clean down there. Stuff happens. So you got, I mean, yeah. so we've had to write. You guys are so back. out of my league right now. <laughs> I don't even. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, yeah, get, I mean, but it's yeah. it's real life though, right? And oh, I know yeah. it's like in quarantine, the last thing you want is somebody who hasn't wiped well. Oh, yeah. When you're stuck in the same house. With or them. a tiger. Or a tiger. I don't want a tiger either. <laughs> what is your fat hand doing? I was trying oh, to you're fix my camera. camera. Um, this show has gone off the rails, but this is actually good. The more off the rails it gets okay. is the more normal for the show. Let me, let me help us. Did you see that there's tigers that were getting COVID-19 and there yeah. was a bunch of tigers that like got it in a zoo? I think in New York. Yeah, in the Bronx, yeah, the Bronx Zoo. Bronx Zoo. That's what crazy. in the world? How did they get it? it? How did they crazy. get it? And like immediately after the show comes out, there's the report, like the only <laughs> yes. animal that gets COVID-19. It's like the, Bron it's like the Bronx Zoo was, had but planted it. But they got it from a zookeeper, they think. That is yeah, so I weird. Yeah, I think that Netflix like set that up just to get or some Or the Bronx Zoo did. Maybe they're low on traffic. <laughs> they infected <laughs> tigers. But it does raise the question, if people can give it to a tiger, can a tiger give it to people? I don't know. I mean, I, it's if that's what happened, if a that's, zookeeper yeah, had really it. Weird. Do you think know? that Bill Gates has a tiger? Oh, I guarantee he does in his underground lair. He shouldn't have one, but he probably does. What, he but, absolutely should but what not is, have okay, one. Okay, so if somebody owns some, a property the size of the state of Wyoming, they can't have no a tiger. No one does. But no one does. Well, they want one big enough for a tiger. Anyway, they say they roam like 400 acres or something right. like that. Or 400 yeah. miles or something. Yeah, they're crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, because you're, you're setting yourself up. Because this is one of those things where you end up getting eaten by a tiger later on. And everyone's like, remember that episode <laughs> yeah. when he was defending no, tiger no, ownership? No, like, no. that's exactly now what's let me, about let to me, happen. Let me, let me add here that I don't. I think it's stupid to own a tiger. I think that is a poor decision, right? But that yeah. doesn't mean I think that it should be illegal. It doesn't mean I think that it shouldn't be 
illegal. Also, I, I would let people vote on it, to be honest with you. I think I would let communities vote on it. Mike yeah. Tyson I would had a Doesn't he have a tiger? Yeah, I yeah, think so. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep giving me reasons to wasn't not it in, let was it, okay. but wait, wait, wasn't I would it in, have a tiger over a monkey. I believe oh, yeah. that you can never trust a monkey. Never. But, Never. 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 I don't like a, a gorilla, no, but a Jim monkey? Rip, no, not a monkey. Your face off oh, way yeah, before rip. a tiger would attack you. Oh, yeah. Are you people for real? Monkeys are <laughs> monkeys are evil, wicked, mean, and bad, and nasty. They I've been around monkeys news. in the wild, and they're not safe. Yeah, right. I've hosted a show with one, and I will tell you maybe what you're saying is true. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I don't, I just, yeah, I don't, and this goes into the whole government conversation right yeah. and this is we're ha- this is happening with covid like at what point has right. the government gone COVID-19. too far i don't think it's too far to maybe have restrictions on certain animals but chris probably thinks it's too far so i and i i have some concerns about it but i can certainly it's one of those things that i'm not willing to shed blood over one of the things that there have been restrictions on i wanted to bring up is on things that are considered essential essential yes. services okay in your state lucas the state of Confusion. Where are you? Indiana. So I'm in Indiana, right. but I'm just below Michigan. I'm like, I mean, I'm a minute to the border. Okay. So where you guys are, are is lawn maintenance considered an essential service? Um, there. Yeah. No, Indiana. It's fine. So yeah, if okay. you like, I put, I just posted something about getting a guy to come cut down a tree. You know, and that stuff is still happening right, right now. How about you, Billy? Lawn um, care. So like lawn we businesses. have. What was that? Like lawn care businesses. So I haven't seen lawn care people here. The grass is growing like crazy, and our kitchen is still not done. So <laughs> we're living in squalor with a makeshift sink, and I was told today that they have a stop work order and cannot do anything. Tell get the countertops made. Yeah, oh. so we are basically, I mean, we're like at our max with it. We have moments during the day where we're like, thank God we don't live in a country where there aren't kitchens. And then we have moments where we're like throwing things across the room because we can't take it anymore. So, you get um, all Italian. Yeah, and I, he... He has no idea when he's going to be able to when they're going to lift that. Yeah, so. so in our in our in our state, we live in Washington State, and our and we live in the southeast corner. So it's a much more conservative part of the state. You know, Washington is run by the crazies in the Seattle, right, in in King County, on everybody on the west side of the mountains. But where we are is a very conservative state. But there is there they did they said that lawn care lawn maintenance is not an essential activity as far as businesses go, not an essential business. So we have teens here. We have kids in this community who have lawn mowing businesses. In fact, a, one that is a multi-generational lawn mowing business where their their dad and uncles were lawn mowers and they inherited the business from them. And they've got about, I don't know, 60 lawns around town that they do every week, right? They have been told by the state, lawn care is not an essential service, so you can't go around mowing lawns, right? You can't go around for your business, except you can go mow people's lawns for free, that's ah. what they've been told. Is that I'm, trying to, I'm looking That's at the ridiculous. Indiana website right now. It's ridiculous. So, they're they're not we, allowed. It's not it's not an essential service, so you can't go do it. Why is it not an essential service? Because you're going to get somebody sick. But you can go do mow the exact same lawns for free. See, that makes no no. This sense. is where it makes no sense. This okay, is where here, we get into nut, nutty land. So here's ours in Indiana. Retail businesses that provide necessities of life include grocery stores, supermarkets, super centers, mass merchandisers that have sizable food and grocery. Specialty foods, certified farmers markets, farm and produce stands, convenience stores, gas stations, pharmacies, auto sales. It goes on, mentions a few more auto maintenance repair, farm equipment, construction equipment, bicycle shops, <laughs> hardware and supply stores, uh, building material. And, you know, so it's. What about baby murder factories? Is that on there? <laughs> 
I wasn't. I didn't hear Oops. that. I'm sorry. Don't, don't say yeah, that. they're. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're they've shut down eye clinics. They've shut down, uh, oh. uh, you know, dentist office. Those sorts of things. Um, the the cool thing about Indiana, which I like. I mean, I, I actually have a guy from my church that lives in Michigan who just called me yesterday, and you know, he's participating in a. Um, uh in in the operation gridlock they're calling it up in michigan oh, today yeah. and so we can talk about that maybe here in a minute but the in indiana it's been here's the rules and we're not going to be in the practice of finding people we're not going to be in the practice of you know doing checkpoints and you know getting like this police state sort of thing but here's the stuff we're asking abide by it unless there's really a reason that we're seeing that somebody's you know uh they're not encouraging uh, you know, snitching on each other and all these kinds of things. And I feel like by and large people are following it. Right. Um, but, you know, some of these other states, it's definitely a different story. Yeah. So, yeah, in Washington, lawn care is not allowed. You can't mow lawns for mow lawns for profit, but you can mow lawns for free. The exact same 60 lawns you can so mow for stupid. free. You know what is considered an essential service in Washington State? Pots. And pot, oh, yeah. the pot That's industry... What's, what's the, pot the rationale? Is, the pot industry is... It's it's got to be lobbying stuff and, and liberal nonsense, you know. Med- people are medical; they right. need it for medical. But it is protected from farm all the way to all dispensaries. But you, but if you're a kid, a teenager with a lawn mowing business, you can't mow lawns for money. One of the big complaints free. in Michigan is that, like, you know, you go to a Walmart and they are they're roping off aisles, basically saying, you know, you're already in the store. But you yeah. can't go to that aisle because it's a non-essential item. Right. So, and in that they had seeds for gardening, gardening supplies. Right. So people are basically saying like baby hey, car seeds. Wasn't there? The, wasn't that the baby yeah. car seat issue too? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, this ridiculous. is why this this protest is happening. And uh, you know, there's a lot. I mean, I was looking online today. There's a lot of um, uh, debate on how the protest was done, where it was done. Uh, and some of the drama that that caused, but it certainly, you know, it certainly got some attention. Well, wasn't one of the other things in Michigan that they couldn't, if you own a vacation home up by the lake, you can't yeah. go, wait, if I'm going to take my immediate family, who's been all in our one, our one house, and I want to put us all in our one car and keep the windows rolled up all the way up to our second house, where we will again be just our immediate family in our house, I can't do that. Also, that you that you can't go house to house. Like if my in-laws wanted to come over, I believe that this is the other issue. Or family wants to gather, you're not allowed to do that. You can't go to someone else's house, even if they're related to you. No, that, I, no... that, I, that I support. I don't want in-laws. We don't need yeah, in- we don't I, need I, in-laws I, I going to people's houses. Now here's the thing. <laughs> I would I rather actually... somebody own a tiger than do that. <laughs> I would. I actually don't think it's a smart idea if you have. And people, might, some people might think I'm extreme. I feel like right now being here. This, these are our rules. We have not gathered with our family. So like the kids haven't seen their cousins. Right. We have not seen my in-laws because some people are still going to the stores and doing things because you have to. You have to live. We have not left our house outside of our neighborhood in three and a half weeks. Wow. So we would be safe, I feel like, to go and yeah. be somewhere. But if somebody in that house is gone and we've got over 100,000 cases here, so it's not really a joke, you know. So anyway, we are not gathering. Our family has decided that we're not doing that. But that's our decision. You mm-hmm. you know, yeah, our I, next door neighbor, you know, comes out and sees us. So I like if I go to my parents, you know, because they haven't really left, um, they'll go to the, they'll do like the pickup groceries and those kind of things. But, you know, I'll go there and we'll talk to them maybe through the door. Yep. You know, and so um, that way I've seen other families where, you know, if the weather's nice, they'll sit in the backyard 12 feet apart 
and had put yeah. down two blankets and be able to talk a visit. I think that kind of stuff, you know, I think that we should be able to maintain some freedoms in that sense. Yep. Um, there's definitely some overreach, you know, across the country that we're seeing examples of. And it's probably a lot like tiger ownership. You need some regulation, but you don't need everything regulated in yeah. that way. Well, New York just mandated Cuomo's mandating that we wear masks now. So mm -hmm. this is another, I don't know. Another thing I, I haven't support, read enough into this. Have you, Chris? No, I just I just saw that he had mandated masks and um, he another, should wear city, a another, mask, another city too. I, I think that Billy <laughs> should be mandated to wear a mask. Um, well, I will not go. So he's saying it applies to places like grocery stores and even public sidewalks and foot traffic. If you're so, around other people, if you're, if, but he's, he made it clear that if you're not around a bunch of other people, if you're alone on a walk and it's just you and your, and your fa immediate family is just you, then it's not required. But how do you, okay, I'm in my neighborhood. This happens all the time and nobody's out and suddenly 10 families are out walking. Should you have a face cover? Got to have it in your pocket. Well, and by the way, everyone's walking around with bandanas on their face looking like freaking Bonnie and Clyde. And the reality is, I'm sure these bandanas are not doing that much. You know, a surgical mask or it's better than nothing, I guess. Right. But I, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I just part of me wonders they spend all this time. Don't do it. Don't do it. Probably buying up all the masks. Now there's almost no masks. And they're like, oh, you need to wear a mask. It's like, well, great. Thank you. I hope you're going to produce more of them for us. Right. Well, so uh, the. I, this reminds me of I saw something or the, the, this afternoon I wanted I wanted to bring up and I just remembered it because of what you were saying, Billy. So in the state of Georgia, Governor Kemp on Monday signed. Uh, let's see what I have it written down here. Just a minute. Okay, Kemp signed an executive order Monday declaring that masks worn to safeguard against the virus are exempt from the 1951 law that makes it a misdemeanor in Georgia for people to conceal their identities while on public property. Right. He had to issue that executive order to protect people from that so that they could wear masks because it's, it's illegal to wear masks and something I did because of the Klan. Right. Oh, interesting. So in order to protect against Klansmen and other and other people who are causing problems. So this is that's what he's done. Right. He signs this executive order saying that you are if you're going to be wearing a mask for COVID-19 reasons, you're exempt from this law. Okay. How did the local station WGXA News cover it? This is this is their tweet. Sound off in all caps, right? Get people to, to talk about this. Sound <laughs> off on Twitter. Governor Kemp signed an executive order waiving a 1951 law that banned wearing KKK hoods amid the spread of COVID-19. Is it okay for Klan members to wear hoods to prevent spreading the virus? What? That's what? how they covered it. That's Somebody how that needs to news, lose their job. That's how that I mean, news outlet covered that. I don't even understand. Can we, <laughs> while we're talking about that stupidity, okay, but can we, to be fair, it sounds like ahead. a Billy right. headline, though. Yeah, it does. does. It's long, it's long right? right? It's like the, the entire article's right there in the headline. <laughs> 230 <laughs> characters. So, but to be fair to the people who might criticize Kemp, he is the one who said, we just learned that you can be asymptomatic and, you know, spread this, right? That was, he was the last person to join that party to understand that. But this is total, uh. just absolute asininity, but it had to do with the masks. Anyway. I mean, were we going to talk about Cuomo's God quote? That was something else we were going to talk oh, about, yeah, the yeah, God yeah. comment. I got to find that. I have it. I think we should part. because... Yeah. New York is, listen, I, there are so many wonderful things about New York and there are so many things are. that are terrible about New York. And 
the balance and I've been I've lived in New York my whole life. I lived 18 years in upstate New York and I've lived I'm 36 now, you know, almost half of my life in downstate New York. And they're two different worlds, right? Yeah. Two totally different worlds. But we're governed by insanity because <laughs> New York City and Westchester County, where I live in the surrounding areas, sway the entire state. And there's enough you know, twiddle D's and the rest of the state. I love yeah. you all. Most of them are my family and friends <laughs> who are who are shifting the state always pretty much always towards towards the left, yep. which is unfortunate. Anyway, having said that, have you found this quote yet? I, I have it. I have the clip ready to go now. All right, just do you want to yeah. set it up, Lucas? Because this is he's on this is on CNN yesterday. Yeah. So uh, and I, there's been there's been a couple people on YouTube that have uh, played this and there's been a little bit of outrage within the Christian community on the statement that he makes basically claiming that, you know, really, um, whether you say his administration or New Yorkers in general, that they're the reason that the spread is stopped and not God. And um, it's it's created a lot of debate in the Christian community and obviously a lot of accusations flying, you know, at Cuomo. OK, so, so let's, play let's, play. let's play this clip from New Day yesterday. He's on with Allison Camerata. And this is from Monday, April 14th. Let's play this clip, and then let's get into that discussion about what this theological debate is on on what he said. Yeah. Let's see if I can make this work. It could be super loud. I tried to adjust the volume. Uh, Our behavior has stopped the spread of the virus. God did not stop the spread of the virus. Uh, And what we do, how we act, will dictate how that virus spreads. But, Governor, what does months mean in New York? I mean, when you say we have months, meaning nobody's going back to... to That's the end of it, right? Yeah. What happened before that, though? Is there a part... Can you play, like, what was said right before he decided to say this? Like, why did he bring up God in this? Right. This This is embedded right at the place where he says that. So let me rewind it just a hair. So it's at 209. Let's Let's see if I can find context here. Billy's so high maintenance with these. He really is. I, really I mean, am. it's like I need to know it's, context. It's, he's the female of this group. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, whatever. All right, here we go. This I've got. I rewinded about 15, 20 seconds before he Perfect. makes that quote. This is totally uncharted territory, uh, and you're right. You have different peaks of that curve in different areas. So we're not talking about the next two weeks or three weeks. We're talking about months. We're talking about a phased reopening and a safe reopening. We're talking about a reopening that has a public health plan and an economic plan totally coordinated. Uh, our behavior has stopped the spread of the virus. God- so, I, okay. so I don't know what led it. I don't know what she asked that would, would have brought up the God angle. I mean, imagine Nothing, she said it sounds like. maybe thoughts and prayers, but we didn't get to her. We didn't hear her question. I mean, I, I would love to her. hear it because I, I it, the more I hear that nobody said it, makes it it becomes worse okay, let's, let's so see. if she hasn't said it i'm curious okay i'm gonna play i'm gonna go back another 45 seconds or so that okay. in the numbers over the past five or six days that there's a flattening of the curve a plateau if you will that is really good news so i know that you're talking to neighboring governors about what next about how people could get back to some semblance of normal but this morning we have this model from the university of washington that the experts have been using that the peak doesn't hit in Connecticut, one of the neighboring states, for 12 more days. So how can you even have that conversation with Governor Lamont there? Well, it's it's a good point. And look, uh, anyone who tells you, Allison, uh, I know what 
comes next uh, doesn't even understand the question, let alone have the answer. Nobody's been here before. This is totally uncharted territory. Uh, and you're right. You have different peaks of that curve in it. different areas. So we're not talking about the next two even, weeks to three it weeks. It is far more obnoxious now that yeah, I've I don't, I don't hear a question okay. even related no, to religion. No. Not at all. That, not at all. He decided, which is what I suspected with, this is my governor, I suspected that he decided <laughs> to just make sure that everybody knows who's really God. Right. But anyway, Lucas, go ahead. You two go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, a couple things here. I mean, we get the debate, you know, of the theology of this in a minute, but I... I am. I try to be outspoken about the fact that anybody is at the, who's at this level of leadership, especially going through something as challenging as this. And I agree with him that this is uncharted territory. I'm not a fan of his. I'm not. You know, I don't support him. Uh, but I, I have compassion for the decisions that anybody has to make in that position, whether it's him, whether it's Trump, whether it's Obama. You know, it's it's a tough time for to be a leader, and it's going to be highly scrutinized. With that said. The need to bring up God in this seems completely, I mean, it set aside the theology for a second, um, but it's just totally unnecessary that he's bringing that in there. I think the point he's making is there's not going to be any fairy that's going to come down here and save the day for us. We have to actually abide by, you know, this these rules and this enforcement. But again, what, what, I, what, what I'm hearing beyond that is the government... God can't save you, only the government can, is basically what the undertone seems to sound like. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, Chris, do you want to weigh in before I flip out? No, I, uh, I, th I think you should just go ahead, Billy. I was trying to find something here, and I think you should just— I'm not, I'm not, not going to flip out because I'm not angry about it. I just think it's so silly. If you're yeah. the governor whose face was plastered all over the world for being the man that changed the law not only to expand abortion— all the way through birth, essentially, and to throw in health of the mother as a reason for abortion at any point, and also, even more demonically, removing the protections for an unborn baby who was killed intentionally as a result of abuse towards a woman, literally striking those protections out of the law, it just seems strange to find the need to bring God up as, it's like, oh, you know, God didn't stop the spread of the virus. It's just, it's ghoulish and silly. I mean, but, I'm not mad about it. I think just... it's... But he's it's just weird. But he's just playing to type, right? I mean, that's it. Does it surprise you? I mean, that's, no. If that's it, why if I'm his, not mad if about his it. His mo is anti-God. I mean, if, as you seem to indicate, if his mo and the Democratic Party has rejected God, we've all remembered the clips from the Democratic National Convention from what eight years ago or twelve, right? Where they, where they rejected God, they booed God, right? It's it's not out of character for him. It doesn't surprise me that they're well, brought that not, up. But I don't understand. I, I don't wanna, understand what got him to say. And it wasn't God. It was us who brought this out of brought it out of it. Right. And I want to be fair to him because I don't think he's a professed atheist. I think he's you know, he's talked about his faith and, yeah. you know, blah, 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 blah. The policies don't line up with what he says yeah. he believes. And I think what he did and abortion is completely separate here. But I think knowing that you're that person having self-awareness, he's probably exhausted. He's probably not thinking about all the things coming out of his mouth. It feels, though, like a very strange statement to make without anybody around him mentioning prayer, thoughts in prayer, or yeah. God, to say, God did not stop the spread of the virus. We did, basically. Yeah. You know, So I'm not mad about it. It's, I just think it is, it is entirely really. possible, to be fair, it is entirely possible that earlier in the interview somewhere that we don't have access to or that was in a previous, sure. before this clip started, that 
that, or he got that, some email that day right, or that, that you was, know, that that was brought up and that people are talking about the prayers and God's going to heal this. And it's like, no, it's not. And that's his, you know, that's his stance. Right. I, I do think it's and I, I'm glad that you mentioned this, you know, uh, Billy, about kind of abortion being a side issue, because I think that, you know, as as believers, if we're going to engage in in politics, we have to learn how to, you know, how to fight fair, so to speak. Like, you know, one of the criticisms against um against Trump supporters is they can't support Trump without saying, but Obama did this, you know? And so I think when we are addressing things like a statement like this, we need to deal with it in the context of what it is and not just bring up, you know, like his views on other subjects, although they might be terrible, don't necessarily apply to this. Now, let me ask you this. What do you think about the theology that he's really presenting? And I always have problems when the left tries to shape theology. But what do you think about the theology? You know, is God slowing down the curve in New York or anywhere else? So I would actually add one other thing. It's a great point you raised. Did he get an email, whatever, before I answer that? Because I've been listening to him say that every life is precious. Every life matters now for weeks on end. Right. So, the and I agree with him. Yeah, I agree with him. Could I, but I agree. We we. Go ahead. Can I ask you, before we get to the theology question, what has been your overall impression of how he has handled the coronavirus thing as a governor? I know that I know that New York, New York City's. Yeah. New York City's got some unique problems and ways that they have things they have to deal with, including schools. And de Blasio is kind of can be a speed bump for Cuomo. But overall, you'd, you'd say he's doing a good job. I would say for up until about a week ago. I was praising him and feeling like he did a good job. I do think he needs to lead when it comes to what he's expecting. New York is the most rigorous state for education in the country, hands down, out of all 50 states. They have very high expectations and standards, and they have not given guidance. And so that's yeah. one issue. But I think overall, because nobody's going to do a perfect job, that's a big issue for us. My wife's a teacher. Right. I teach at a college. It's something that impacts our family. But I think he's done a really good job. And whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, and I've openly praised him yeah. for feeling like he's done a good job. Even yesterday, I thought I think Trump has looked like the insane person this week. And Cuomo has looked sane, saying things like, I don't want to fight with you. This isn't the time to fight. Right. That's what people want to hear right now. They don't want to hear weird proclamations about the Constitution that don't make any sense from the Rose Garden. And I so. do think I do think it'd be worth our worth the while to sometime hopefully maybe even this episode talk about the federalist argument that has been being made right but let's let's yeah. get back to the theology question yeah. you had for billy so the theology question i actually think i think it's our response god expects us to act right we have to act we can't just expect he's going to be a magic genie and and do things but i do think there's an element of denying that god could step in and help in some way that feels uncomfortable for me. So I tend to take the position of we have to act. He's absolutely right. Our behavior has helped stop the spread. God would expect that of us, that we would take action and use the brains he's given us. At the same time, I believe that God can intervene and can help in these circumstances. So I have a sort of a complicated view on that. I don't know. That's kind of where I am, though. Yeah. So what I'm, about you? I'm, I'm one of those people who thinks that God, God can slow it, and I don't know that he is. I think that... Here's, here's where I believe that God is involved. I think that he has given doctors the ability and experts the ability to be able to help us curb this thing. To, to, I, think he, I think that a lot of miracles that we, that we don't recognize as miracles are miracles that come from people who God has gifted with knowledge and abilities to, in, in medical 
in the medical arena, in the scientific arena, right? Certainly not in the, you know, editorial arena, like, you know, yours truly, but I do no one any good. <clears throat> but I think that God is, I think that, he, I God think God works through that. And I think, that, and I think, I wouldn't be surprised if Cuomo would agree with that angle. That, you know what, sure. God does give people the skills to do this, and we can give him credit on the, you know, skills to do this. But I don't think he's going to say it's some sort of miraculous healing where God, you know, turned down the dial. That the dial had gotten turned well, up. Well, he say that he, that gave he walked into the room, the dial had right. been turned way up, and he went back and turned it down, right? Like the, like the dad coming in and adjusting the thermostat, right? That's not that's not who I don't yeah. think he believes God is. But you know, the the majority of Christendom. Well, first of all, let me let me back up. So I agree, Chris. I think that you know when you look at at the history of innovation and science. You know, really up until recent history, the majority of, you know, world changing innovation and medicine and science happened, you know, at the hands of believers. You know, it was it was Christian people that were that were I think there's a major argument that can be made for the great majority of innovations up until a certain point until and really until the introduction of evolution, you know, was was a, a lot of um, there, there was a major faith component in those innovations. I think that the majority of Christendom today, you know, would herald, and I regularly get hate mail on on Facebook over this, you know, they would herald the God is in control mindset, which is why they have such an issue with what Cuomo said here, because it seems to go against this idea that God is in control. And I think that, you know, it's it's interesting. Here we have Christians you know, and I'm gonna, I'm going to sound like I'm a, I'm a Democrat for a second, which I'm not. But we have Christians who are criticizing Cuomo for his politics, calling him out for a statement he makes about faith, but yet they have these same sort of what I would call socialist theologies that basically are saying that God's going to do everything for us. You know, God because replace the state with God. And God's the one who's in control. God's going to do it all. I don't have any sort of thing. I just live here. God does it all. And I think that, I, I mean, personally, this is a time where I think Cuomo's theology to some degree is better than the church. Now, I think that there's other things at play where... I know, you're uh, saying, no, for that you're better than the way. church, and I, I, I'm not saying I disagree with you, because you're saying, so it's not like this miraculous healing that we talked about, but that God equips people to be able to act inside of situations, and when they do, then that's God working, not God just suddenly miraculously showing up with angels and turning 100%. down the temperature, the COVID temperature. Yeah, but so God I, can do that. But he can. I believe God could do that. Right. I believe yeah, he can. But I, I think that needs, you know, and people hate when I say this, I think that needs defined. And I don't mean that I need to define that. I think that we need to look at Scripture and how Scripture defines that. Because God gives, I don't, we can't as people put parameters around God or put God in a box. But God operates by uh, the, the system which he has created in this world. And so one of the things that I always, you know, try to show people First of all, all of Jesus's parables are about personal responsibility. So I would agree with Cuomo here that we play a big part in personal responsibility and that if we are reckless, if we do things, you know, that are going to put ourselves in danger or other people in danger, there's there can be results, negative you know, consequences as a result of that. Uh, I do believe, though, that we also have the personal responsibility to operate with the power of the Holy Spirit, to get wisdom from God. You know, so I personally believe in that, you know, we can pray for somebody and see them healed. Uh, we can see, you know, miracles manifest. And so, you know, there's always a reason that something you hear this, like everything happens for a reason. And what people are meaning when they say that is everything happens for God's reason. 
And I think that is one of the most anti-biblical statements that exists. Everything happens for a reason, but it's not always God's reason. Sometimes it's, you know, the enemy's reason. Sometimes it's natural circumstances reason. Sometimes it's an accident. Sometimes it's somebody's stupid decision. Sometimes, sometimes it's sometimes God's it's reason. It's God's reason. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So it can be all and of those. And so, things. yeah, it can be any of those. And so we have to give room for all of that. Now, God is like, you know, he's sovereign over the whole, like, you know, the bookends of creation start to finish. But I believe that he, you know, Bible says the highest heavens belong to the Lord, the earth he's given to man. And so, you know, he, and I'll make, this is the copy of my book I'm going to send to you, Chris. So there's my plug for my, let's see if I can. Is there, are there pictures? It's, it, <laughs> it's a coloring book. Oh, it's a coloring book. good then. No, it's a really fascinating theological discussion. I don't want to let him off the hook because you said the thing about, and I understand what you're saying. I don't want to let him off the hook because I think the purpose. Wait, and you're I'm, not letting Lucas I'm off the hook or you're not letting Cuomo off the hook? Not, well, I don't want to let anybody off the okay. hook, but I don't want to let Cuomo off the hook because I think, and I don't, we don't know what came before that. We don't know what sparked it, but it feels, and this could be wrong. I don't want to judge him as though it was brought up to almost diminish. I could see why the Christian 100%. reaction is. Yeah. Right. Yes. So, but so, I understand what you're saying too. I do. And I would, so like, I can agree, like, if you just take that as a theological statement, I don't have a major mm -hmm. issue. If you take that at, but I think the, what seems to be the intention behind it based upon statements in the past, based upon, you know, what we're seeing is it is, does feel like a slap in the face of the thoughts and prayers, uh, statements that we've, that we've had criticized in the past, which I believe that, you know, although I'm championing personal responsibility, prayer matters, prayer can change situations, totally. you know, it engages, you know, God has, uh, you know, we're the body of Christ. When, when we, uh, when we engage with the Holy spirit, we, we operate when people gather together, stuff happens, you know? And so, uh, but I don't believe that God is up there like this puppet master going, okay, you're going to get COVID and you're not. And, you know, this is going to go in there. Okay, now I'm going to flatten the curve, everybody. You know, I, I don't have that view of God where he's micromanaging the world in every single event that happens. Um, you know, he's able to. I think he has the power to and the capacity, you know, mental abilities to. But I, I don't think that's how he operates. Fight, fight, fight. Say so, something, Chris. Well, I just— I th well, I agree. I agree. I think, for the most yeah. part, that he 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 usually doesn't do that. I do think that he orchestrates things from time to time. We see it throughout the Old Testament, of good things and bad things happening in the in 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 humanity. See, um, everybody makes these like vagaries about it happens in the Old Testament. But like, he happens like, now like, too. Like, I, think happen, fight, I think it happens. I think it happens. I think it happens now fight. too. Certainly. I mean, I can't give so, you well, I, I can't give you examples <laughs> from today, but I mean. I serve the same God who who launched the flood, right? I I serve that same God, same God. I still serve Him and I love Him yep. and I worship Him, and He promised and not to flood the earth. And you would have been drowned. Can we just clarify? What's that? Yeah. I, I, I would not have you been. You would have been drowned. No, I'd have been fine. I'm not a good swimmer. I'd been so, yeah. right but you're a flotation device, That's so you right. may have made it. Right, and all and all of the never mind. So so I that's the same God. He he hasn't changed. He's still that same God, right? The same Jesus, the same Jesus that was written about in the New Testament is the same Jesus I serve today. And that Jesus said, when they saw the blind man at the gate, he said, why is this guy blind? What did his parents do that was so bad? And Jesus says, no, they didn't do anything. This guy was born blind so that God can show off in his life. So there, I, don't have, I, I do don't have with that in my book, that very passage. And oh, here's do. my take on that passage, because I think it's, uh, it's um, I want to say it's John 9, but... Yeah, the uh, in in that in that passage in the original language, basically what Jesus is saying, and there's some commentators and ever others that would agree with this, is that 
when Jesus responds, because the Greek doesn't have punctuation that was put in afterwards, mm -hmm. you know, he's saying, you know, they said, who sinned this man, you know, uh, uh, or his parents. And Jesus says, neither. And there's a, there's a comma place there. And it says, but this happened so that, um, and in the original language, I believe the way it's reading, this is a paraphrase, obviously, because I don't have it in sure, front of me, sure. is neither, period, but this happened, period. And then he says, but so that the works may continue, we must continue to work them while there's still day. So Jesus is actually, I believe, disconnecting those statements instead of saying, you know, he's going, look, look this didn't happen for either reason. He's, he's addressing their question. And he's saying, look, you guys are asking the wrong question, essentially. This didn't happen because of him or his parents. It just happened. Right. So but like, because it happened, right, let's N work out the works of God and see healing. Right. And the, and, the, and the NIV says, might be displayed in his life. Now, I realize that that's a modern translation. It isn't the original, whatever. John was written in what? John was written in Greek. So, you know, you know and, I, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a problem with God allowing or even causing bad things to happen. Right. I just, it doesn't, that doesn't bother I me. I do. See that doesn't bother me, and I don't think I know that yeah, you'd that's call where it, you guys would see, and, and I know that I know that you'd call it like Gnosticism or something like that. But if this is not demiurge or demi god that that causes bad things, and I believe that there's a little god who causes bad things and a big god who's overall everything else. I think that the same god who caused the flood and also caused his and required that his son die on the cross for my sins, which is a bad thing, and he caused it, and he decided it was going to happen because Jesus is part of that same God. Jesus chose and said, this negative bad thing has to happen in order to save people from yeah. sin. And that's and, and I, I don't have a problem. I with would that. agree with that when it comes to Jesus because you know he he's God in the flesh. God made a decision to take upon the pen, that punishment himself for what we deserve. And I think it's one of the reasons that Jesus, like the fact that Jesus became a man, I think actually supports the argument that I'm making that he didn't just die in the spiritual dimension. You know, yeah. if God is all powerful, then why didn't he just take care of this in the spiritual realm? Why did he actually have to become a man? And I think it goes back to, he gave dominion to us, he gave authority to us, and so he's working within his own system that he set up right. in order to fulfill all the righteous requirements. And so now, though, that Jesus has been punished, you know, for our behalf, I believe that you know we live in a in a period of grace, and that you know God is not you know those that are going well. This you know I mean you have Christians going coronavirus is God judging America yeah, or something. It. I think I think God's judging America. He needs to apologize to Jesus, you know, about yeah. it. Yeah. And I and I well, and I think it's a fascinating but, discussion, but, and I love this. I love this discussion, and I love that. And here's here's one thing that I love. I love that people can listen to this and listen to us, perhaps disagree. Maybe in the long term, we don't actually disagree. I don't know, but the, the listen the, the fundamentals of the and the and the basics. The most important thing <laughs> is that Jesus died on the cross for my sin, rose again three days later, and sits at the right hand of God, and 100%. he is and he is he is my salvation. So you and I can disagree on some particulars, possibly disagree. I don't even know if, again if we do. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, so this is, I think this I is an edifying you were discussion. Say Klondike to have. bars. Well, there's also the Klondike bars. Sorry. Those are very important things, right? So I have, so well, I have a question. I, I want to continue this, just this thought, because it's, it's in the book of John. And listen, this is this guy over here. I'm pointing over here. I don't know if I'm pointing at him on your. <laughs> is is the theologian, right? He's the guy who's done more studying of this than I have. I'm just a schlub who barely made it out of kindergarten. Okay. But like, so, so in John chapter nine, he talks. The NIV, at least, seems to indicate that he's saying this. It wasn't his parents sinning. 
that it was done so that God can show off in his life, at least according to the way that the NIV presents it, right? Two chapters later, in the chapter, chapter 11 of, of John, is the story of Lazarus. And Jesus twice indicates that the death of Lazarus happened for positive reasons. That this sad, horrible thing that this guy had to go through and die, he says, first in verse 4, it's sickness would all end in death. No, it is for God's glory, right? And then he says later on, I'm glad we weren't there to save Lazarus so that you guys will believe. I mean, that's God saying, not Jesus could have gone earlier, and he knew he could have, and he didn't go, and he didn't yeah. go on purpose so that Lazarus could die. And why? So that other people would believe. So, I... Fight, fight. I don't say that as a disagreement. I just try, I want to see, I want to know how how the Lazarus story and Jesus' words, right? Because I, I like yeah. the red ones. I like the red letters, right? I like the red words. Right. How Jesus' words fit into the theology that is in your book or that you preach and everything yeah. else. And again, I don't know that it's a theology I disagree with. I just don't know how it fits into your framework. So a couple things. I, I love the, the message version for uh, John 9, which says, Jesus said, you're asking the wrong question. You're looking for someone to blame. There is no cause and effect here. Look instead for what God can do. We need to be energetically at work for the one who sent me working while the sun shines. Mm. Okay, which is a, drastically different than, you know, how you would read that most. Now, people go, well, that's the message translation or whatnot. And I, and I get all the arguments there. I still think the, the Greek language supports that, what I would call flexibility of punctuation you know, to be able to find the intent of the passage uh, uh, there. And so, you, and so you'd say that the message, but the message paraphrase of that, that particular part of chapter nine matches more with the intent in the Greek than say NIV or living translation or whatever I, else. I, yes, I okay. would, I would 100% say that. And, and there's some others that have, have made, you know, more extensive commentaries on that, 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 you know, are, uh, you know, with with uh, um, much more scholarship than even I can provide mm -hmm. uh, that would support that as well. So it's not like a freak thing that just I'm presenting that is certainly a view of that passage. Right. Um, I, I think that, you know, what I come to is, uh, first of all, I would go to Hebrews 1, 3, and it says, the sun is the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being. Uh, and, and so what we see is that Jesus, the sun, S-O-N, uh, as opposed to S-U-N, is the exact representation of God. And so if I want to understand how God operates, what God looks like. You know, Jesus basically, you know, Hebrews is telling us that he put a face on God. Mm -hmm. You know, he is that manifestation, the exact representation he's God in the flesh. And so, you know, we never, I mean, so much of Christian theology, you know, especially the, and I'll probably get myself in trouble here, but it's nothing I haven't said other places before. Uh, and shout out to Farachi that told me I need to be meaner. The, you know, uh, we have we have people like Piper, and I respect some things that Piper. I respect a lot of stuff that Piper's done, yeah. but he's put theology out there that says that God is like systematically directing cancer cells for His glory, and I think that that is so contrary to what we see in the person of Jesus. Who you know, we see phrases like Jesus healed them all. It doesn't say well Jesus healed them all except for these three people that He wanted to give COVID nineteen to. You know, because they used to keep pet tigers. And to pay, you know, their punishment here. And so, you know, there, there, there is all sorts of like, yeah, I just think we have a very, Christianity has presented a very dyslexic God who we have this, this old, you know, uh, angry, 
uh, father version in the Old Testament, this weird Holy Spirit and this hippie Jesus who loves everybody. And the fact of the matter is, you know, he's he's all the same. Mm -hmm. And the cross didn't change God. It changed us. And so it made it available for us to be able to be found righteous in him and therefore escape that wrath and judgment. So, yes, God sent the flood to judge people, but he's already poured all his judgment on the cross. And so, therefore, you know, we are in a time of grace until uh, until the return of Christ. And I believe even that is not God. I'm giving way more theology than I was than I was planning, but that's not God judging sin. He's already judged sin. That's God judging whether or not somebody is found in Christ or not. So would you say? And I know well, I know I do want to get back to to the I, I did have that question about Lazarus, and I don't know how it squares with the framework that you've set that you have presented. So which, would you say which so verse like, was that? In? That was an NIV that I. Oh, sorry, that was in John chapter eleven, verses four okay. and fourteen, maybe uh, somewhere in here. Something like 14 and 15. Anyway, so I guess you you mentioned that the cross changes, it changes us, and I agree with that. And it doesn't change God because God is who he has always been. It does change our accessibility to God. If it doesn't change God, then he was doing a lot of smiting in the Old Testament. At the hands he of was his, also telling other. And, and, well, I just and, want to say and, and this. I didn't want to interrupt smite. you two. And I, I now I'm going. Go to. ahead. <laughs> Let me just add this. Let me. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt because you two won't shut up, and I usually am the one who won't shut up. So I just want to <laughs> add this. Not only was he doing smiting, he was he was telling other people like Joshua to do it. Yes, and wiping so, out entire populations of people. But even yes. if even if we want to say and and I and and the argument people can make, and I've heard it made, and I disagree with it, but I've heard it made is that well, these were people misunderstanding what God was telling them to do. Okay. And I disagree with that, but that's a that is. Oh, that, I disagree with that. And that's <laughs> no, a way. God was a hundred percent wiping people out and, in the and, Old Testament, right? And including including you know Pharaoh's army, right in the in the Red Sea. If God doesn't cause bad things to happen and cause people to die, then then I don't I I, I can't explain the Old Testament what we see in the Old Testament, and I can't explain Jesus how why he waited till Lazarus was dead. In order to go see Lazarus, I can't. Ex- I can't explain. You two, you that two are exhausting. I will say that. All right, Billy, you go ahead. Oh, I'm, I was just. I was making the point that you're both exhausting human beings, and I'm just <laughs> sitting here enjoying this. Go so, ahead. you know, a couple of things. First of all, I do believe that, uh, and I'm I'm kind of stalling here for time to find this uh, this note that I wanted to find. But the um, the you know in the Old Testament we 100% see God um, responding with judgment and i believe he had every right to do so mm-hmm. because um first of all he's god second of all um there was you know christ has not yet died nobody you know there was no nobody that was a, a regenerated you know believer at that time and so god had the ability the old testament is not a withholding of god's love and grace when he smites somebody to use that term it's actually an extension of mercy when he does it the whole world you know, as and as Romans tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all deserve, you know, uh, destruction. We all deserve that. The only reason that as believers we don't experience it and that we now have received something different is because of this great exchange that happened at the cross where, you know, and one of the one of the best things that I, I love from the Old Testament, the symbolism is there, and I talk about this a lot, is, you know, you had, uh, you had the, the families would bring a spotless lamb to the priest the priest would um, the, the priest would have a practice of putting one hand 
on the lamb and one hand on the head of the family. And he would say, may the guilt of this family be transferred on the innocence of this lamb. And may the innocence of this lamb be transferred on the guilt of the family. It's called the sin offering. And so or the guilt offering. And so what we see at the cross is Jesus actually became all three elements. Hmm. So he he's the high priest. He's also became the man to carry our guilt. And the Bible says that he became sin. And and then he's also, as John tells us, the you know, John the Baptist says, here comes the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Hmm. So Jesus literally embodied all three of those elements and and an exchange happened. And we received, you know, the the he received the punishment that we deserve, and we received that innocence and that righteousness that he, you know, obtains. And so that's the that's the hope of the gospel. That's the right. thing that you know we get to agree on, you know, of of this this life that we have in Christ. I think that, you know, it gets misunderstood because people see God doing one thing in the Old Testament and see him doing something else. And I think it's because we actually misunderstand the the weight of what happened. In the <clears throat> OK, so this but I mean, like the stuff that I've mentioned with Jesus, though, happened before the cross. Yes, as far as. Like, uh, so, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think Jesus is the the, the moment he. I think Jesus's work, and I have to be careful on this because I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that jump in ditches. But I think the the life, death, and the resurrected life of Jesus is ushered in what we have today. Gotcha. And so, in in the same way that we see a guy like David in the Old Testament almost seem to be operating under the New Covenant a little bit early, you know, where he's operating through faith and he's doing things like eating the showbread, doing things that deserve death. But he's like operating in this in this this grace. Uh, I believe that you know Jesus is in the process of ushering this, and he was there because his ministry really ended with his death for the most part. He was ushering these things in and teaching the disciples about these things, so that when he left and departed, they would be ready. All right. Um, so my my perspective on Lazarus is that basically by time the messenger, and I might have to come back next week more prepared for this. By time the messenger reached Lazarus, Lazarus was already dead. So that basically when when Jesus is saying that Lazarus would not die, he was already dead. And he was because of the time that it would take to travel from where they were to where Lazarus had died, the number of days that that would take, by the time the messenger got to Jesus, Lazarus had already died. Jesus knows this. You know, um, just through his Jesusness, and he perceives this in the spiritual dimension. He speaks that Lazarus will not die, and then he makes the statement that I'm glad we weren't there. And I think what he's referring to is specifically that um, that he was basic. He's not saying that God, you know, put this sickness and death upon Lazarus so that he could heal him and receive glory. I believe he's actually countering this situation you know, through his words in faith and is, you know, because again, it's because this happened. I'm glad that we can go there now and that you can see this. Hmm. Interesting. And that won't satisfy everybody, but you know, I can, I'll come back more loaded for that one. Well, that's fine. Or we can skip it and just, we'll just go ahead and say that you're wrong. And just move. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're not, I don't know that you're wrong. Or I'll, I'll I, post I, something am, on my Facebook page about that. If anybody I, wants to follow that, I'll, I'll post it on my page. Because I am, I am interested in the answer. I really, I really, I mean, and how yeah. it fits into your, into your framework. I have, frankly, I have no problem with Jesus saying 
Lazarus Lazarus is going to die, and that's okay because God's going to use it for His glory. Just like just like somebody, two two good Christians get cancer, and one of them dies of it, and one of them is healed from it, even miraculously healed without doctors really doing stuff. Or they come back and go, oh, we don't know where the tumor went, but it's gone. Right? I believe God can do that too. And if God, if if what will bring God more glory is for me to suffer through cancer, it will bring him more glory and it will cause more people to come to him because of the way I live my life and the fact that I die 20 years or 30 years or 40 years earlier than I would have, right? If I had never had the cancer, if it brings him more glory and causes more people to come to him, I don't have a problem with it. It might not be theologically sound. Let me, it might not fit your theology. It might not be theologically sound. I might not be able to back it up in the Bible, but I will tell you that I'm okay with it. Does that make sense? That I'm okay with, hey, listen, whatever I, you want to do. I man. understand your position. It doesn't make sense to me, but I understand your position. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh <laughs> burn. Listen, again, I'm, I'm the I'm first going to, to bed, guys. I'm done. <laughs> All right. We can pick this up next week. I'm done with both of you right now because here's the thing. You've been sleeping I'm in right. every day. You just told me this today You and yesterday. You've been sleeping in every day, and now you're claiming to be tired. I, I, you know, I've, I've said, this is like my fourth thing today that I've had to do looking at people on a screen and talking. So yeah, I'm, I'm spent, but I will say this. I think this, we should actually have this conversation. We should come prepared to go at Lucas with all the things that he's already researched. And, all of his Cause I'm, I tend ideas. to be like, let's say, I just want to add this. Let's say, and because I'm in demon book world, which Lucas is actually a source in my book, my next book that's coming out. <laughs> can you clear, can you say the name of it yet or no? Um, I can't. Can. It's called It's called Playing With Fire. That's Are you the kidding? Of, the book. of course he can say Playing it. He's been plugging the snot out of this thing everywhere. He's trying to get people to buy it. And well, guess I what, just Lucas? want to make sure. Guess what? Like, you're still, no, still going to have to pay and... full real t- retail. You're going to, if he doesn't pay I, full retail. I have not tweeted the title of the book, I don't think yet. So you've heard it here first. So you can announce that on our on our tweet later. So well, it's on Amazon. I, I, well, the reason I want to make that statement is because if I share this with my followers and you just the only thing they hear about this because if they don't know you that I'm in a demon book, I just want them to <laughs> understand the context demons. about that. So I interviewed walking demons. Yeah, I haven't showed. I haven't revealed the final cover art, which I like. But okay. But the thing the thing about this book, <clears throat> it really did get me thinking. If people. If people have fallen away from God, would God allow or or allow the use of the other realm to bring them back to God? And it's a complicated theological discussion, which I think we should actually have. Not now, maybe. I mean, you could respond to it. But, but I actually also have no problem with God intentionally allowing somebody who's made—and they've made that decision to open a door— but a lot of people open a door and nothing happens to them. Mm-hmm. They open the door, something happens, and there is a purpose to that thing happening to bring them back to God. I know you probably wouldn't like that. So, I mean, I, I actually have the most issue with the word God allowed. I don't think, I mean, that that statement needs to be erased from Christianity because God allowed creation. He allowed the opportunity for us to choose something other than him. But it's implying that God is up there puppet mastering you know, that that we're going to talk about tigers, puppet mastering that, you know, you're going to be tired. Like, he's not he's not doing all that so. stuff. He's I don't think so. So, like, but, we, you know, either you have free will or you don't. And if we do have free will, then God is not but divinely if you, but, orchestrating but, but all if you, these things. But if you've sacrificed your will to his, then it is his will you're following. 
if I walk right. in and step just as, the Holy just as the Bible Spirit, says, the steps of the right, the steps of the righteous, his will. right, the steps of the righteous man are ordered, right, yes. right. That's what the yes. and and I believe that. And if I have sacrificed my will to His, it's not that I don't have free will anymore. It's that I'm saying, God, not my will, Your will. You direct. Yeah, and, and that's Paul talking about but, being a bond servant for Christ, everything. Else. But that's a that's a choice of me aligning myself with Him and then following Him in that process. But, it, but, same way I could do that with the enemy. Uh, I got to say this, and this is going to make Lucas's head explode. And he's going to—I've said this to you wait. before, I so you won't be shocked by it. But <clears throat> if something happens, and the creator has the ability to stop it, and chooses not to, which I'm fine with, by the way, he has allowed it. No, he's not. He allowed. It's you're not. You've allowed your children into the world. No. You know? <laughs> You, no. you, you've created them. He's allowed them you, into the world. Well, okay. All right. So, yes. It, 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 you know, but let's humanize this for a second. Let's talk the way the Cuomo would. You've given birth to your children, and you've placed them in the world. wouldn't allow that. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> so they're there. Now, are you responsible? Are you the one allowing your daughter to struggle with her bathroom times or her to wear her, you know, like, she's making decisions herself. She, but no, I'm allowing her to do that. I am because I'm giving her permission. You could come in with a hose, to, and you don't. I'm get, but allowing at is a giving point, someone the permission. It, it stops. At a certain point, it stops, and they have to be, So I believe that in the garden, it was like this infancy that we have. It was the childhood of humanity, and we were protected. We didn't have free will yet, but we had, we had a choice. All we had was one choice, and that was eat from the tree or not. Everything else was... You know, that was the only wrong choice that we could make. It's probably the way to say it. You know, so we had every choice was right in the world except for one. And so we chose the one wrong choice. And after that, it opened up a world where all this stuff can happen. And so I don't believe that God is up there puppet mastering everything. And in fact, I don't either. OK, so but I think but I think he do you think he I heals think some moments people? he steps in. Do you think he does I, heal miraculously? But do you think he do, do you think he does heal like the laying on of hands and praying for people and actually them healing without without doctors. I mean, you've tried doctors, <laughs> yes. the doc, none of the medical stuff worked, yeah. and he. Yeah. And so. Okay. So I believe that the way that God engages with this world is he, through His body, and His body is the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. I think that's the whole purpose of not the only purpose, but it's one of the purposes. The analogy that's used in Scripture. And so in the same way, I don't interact in this world without my body. I believe that God doesn't interact in this world without his body. And and so, you know, that's why we're called to renew our minds. If, if I don't, if no Christian in the world renews their mind or listens to the word, people don't just automatically get saved. Nobody responds. Evangelism doesn't happen. You know, churches don't get started. They get started because we make ourselves obedient to Christ by renewing our minds, following him. And yeah, I believe in laying on of hands. You can see healing happen, all of those sorts of things. It's a radical belief, but I think it lines up with what we see in the New Testament. We're going to have to do more on this well, that's next if, week. That's if, that's if we let him come back. That's if I get invited back. Of that's course you're invited back. That's if he wants back. to come back. We want you here. Do you remember, you, you do you bring remember up that the one time we letter. had a guy on the show and we only let him come twice? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, we want we want I you here. I think you're kind of a church boy. Yeah, I think no. you're too. <laughs> All right. All and right. And a choir boy. The... <laughs> so, but I I went back to your earlier point, Billy. I will say this and, you know, in case we forget about this, that there is, uh, you know, Paul makes the statement of 
talking about people that were, you know, being um, rebellious, that that he handed them over to Satan. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be, you know, and I'll miss, I'll miss, you know, uh, quote this right now, but basically it seems to apply for this, their hope of their salvation. Okay. Right. That basically he's going to like allow them to go. So I believe what that, I think that um, the way I would explain this to my church is there's very rare times that that should ever happen. I don't think individuals should be out there going, I'm going to hand you over to Satan so right. that you'll change your mind. But I think that there is a corporate role within the church or within a community of believers, when somebody is operating rebellion, it's been tested, it's, it's, been, it's been seen to be the case, they've resisted every attempt at people trying to come to them with truth, I think the handing them over to Satan essentially is a referring to, we're going to stop praying for them, we're going to stop, you know, because what happens a lot of times, people in rebellion, and I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, people in rebellion, people are praying for them all the time. You know, yeah, these the classic grandmother praying for their, their, their grandson who's living like crazy, you know, and God, give him grace, protect him, all this sort of thing. And I think sometimes the best thing we can do is just let people experience the fruit of their bad decisions. And that that is essentially going to be the thing that wakes them up and, and you know, allows them to come back. And so, you know, I don't I can't say definitively that's what that is. But that's that's my Lucasology on that particular passage is there does seem to be a time when you know, God will use anything. It doesn't mean he's causing or allowing anything to happen. And so certainly when somebody that's a position. So I'll shut up. I I think we should fight about this more next week. I mean, what do you think, Chris? I, I think we need I, to I think we need to end this because I, honestly I I'm tired of looking at both of your faces. That's fine. I we was, need some we need some listener like some questions. listener like questions yeah. and everything else coming in. So if you're out there, if you agree with Billy, if you agree with Chris, I'm guessing most will not agree with me, but it's okay to be wrong. And you know well, that and, sort of thing. And I don't know. And again, I have I've not read I've not read your book, and this is the first time that you and I have had this discussion at all on this, right? And so I think I don't it's know, essential business that I go to the post office to mail this to you. I don't know how I don't know how far apart we are in in what we believe. I don't have any I don't have any clue as far as the you know the the good God thing that you've you know yeah. that your book's about and that sort of. I, I I don't know. I might read that and go, boy, you you converted me. I I don't have any idea, right? But you know, we or, agree a lot. It's that word allow actually yeah. that usually trips Lucas and I up <laughs> because I actually think God allows everything and he thinks that that's a bad word. So this is where we get tripped up because, yeah, yeah and we, we should address this more next week. And let's go on Facebook, invite people. Yeah. We should also get Pedro to reactivate the choir, our little Facebook yeah, fan absolutely. page that he had. Pedro, he get had on created. it. He's listening. Do we Pedro, need, get on so it. So we. We usually try. <laughs> I to don't end. know you, Pedro, but you better do it. Yeah, that's right. Pedro, <laughs> Pedro will hurt you. He's, it, oh, and we'll be back on iTunes. Let's let them know. We'll be back on iTunes trying. and all the other places we were before. Right now we're on on um, SoundCloud, but Billy's getting us another account with another company, and hopefully that will feed us into some other places. And my goal is, once we get that other account, Billy, set up that we've talked about, is to download all of our old stuff, clip it up so that it's clean, and then stick it back into this new program and backdate it so that all of our old episodes are there. But so we want to be able to. Do I'm going to also, I'm going to figure out what the requirements are for the state of Indiana to own a tiger, and I'm going to bring that next time. So we well, have the, the real legislation. Bring there. a tiger. <laughs> I hate you all. Any chance we can get your wife on the show? Would your wife ever want to be on? My wife would come on the show would for she? sure. All right. 
Just you, I mean, you guys couldn't handle her though. Well, I just because it would help us have a it would help <laughs> us and help the listeners to have a better understanding of who you are, right? Because it's kind of an initiation by fire because we've been doing this for a, several episodes. Yeah. So maybe sometime soon in the next week or two weeks we'll we can get your wife on. All right, talk to her about it. See if okay. we can make it happen. Billy, anything else we want to do before we head out? Do we need to call? I was I was thinking, but this discussion went on longer than I had thought it would, which is fine by me. That we should call Scanlon just for a second, and just say something like, All right. "Harry Potter I'll, sucks," oh, and then hang wait, up. Why don't we? Can we prank her? Can you do oh. Star Six Seven, and I'll prank. We'll prank her. Well, I you want to set this up? You're the one who. You're the, you're the so one Kate who called Scanlon. You're the one who, but you're the one who oh. called. So you're gonna have to make the call. I can just do the. Okay. COVID nineteen. Let me. <laughs> and we can do you know okay. Harry Potter sucks and. But you have to, let me you get her number. Him. So Kate Scanlon used to be one of the writers of the Blaze with us, and she's Kate, a Shiite. She's a Shiite Catholic. Each other. But which <laughs> number is hers? Because I'm afraid I'm I don't gonna know. Call I her think parents again. Well, I hope yeah. we do because that's how it really got started. This, this. <laughs> so she worked for the Blaze, and she worked. With All right, me hold and Billy, on. I need to figure became, this out. And then she got assigned a couple stories. The first one was Hitler's micro penis story. <laughs> and then some other stuff about undercarriage and things. There's just it was all these funny stories. Well, they kept getting assigned to her, so I labeled her on this on this show. Actually, we had her on. I said, "Welcome, you know, the Blaze's official junk correspondent," and it stuck. And it stuck with her. And the entire Blaze company called her the official Blaze junk correspondent. And then she it has stuck with her as she has gone. She's worked for two different like. Christian Catholic organizations, and she's still the official junk correspondent. <laughs> I'm really worried that we're going to end up pranking her. All right, let me pranking her parents oh, again, which was an unfortunate thing that happened one well, time. Um, all right, let me try to call her. Okay. I, okay. Have you... Hold on. Oh, wait, I got to do Star Six Seven. <laughs> she's not going to answer. Oh, I can't do Star Six Seven. Well, okay. she won't know because it's the studio line. Yeah, so just do it. Have you dialed already? Hold on one second. I I will ask her something. I don't know what I'm going to say yet. Okay, it's styling. Is it? Do you think it's her number, or do you think it's her parents? Please, Lord. Hello. Hi, man. Please speak with Kate. This is Kate. Hi, Kate. How you doing today? It's Mr. Michael Oppenheimer. I'm just calling to see how you're feeling tonight. I'm sorry, who is this? Hi, it's me, Michael. How have you been? Okay. COVID-19! Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Harry, Harry Potter sucks. Harry Potter sucks. Oh. Harry Potter Harry Potter sucks. Oh, my gosh. Did you prank call my mother this time? No, I, no. I got the right number this time. I got the right number. Oh I was God. I had both numbers and I was totally panicked. She was so confused. Oh my God! <laughs> I didn't know which one we were supposed to call. <laughs> we just wanted to call and say hey. Our friend Lucas is here. You want to say hi to Lucas? Hey, hey, Kate. Hi, Lucas. I don't know how you got roped into this. I'm sorry. I was told I was going to be paid, and I haven't seen any of it. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds, in, yeah, that hell. sounds par for the course. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kate Scanlon, how have you been? You're on the air. How are you? I'm I'm all right. How are you guys? Are you good? We, Stop did acting we wake, normal. Wait, did we wake normal. you? Did we wake you? Did, no, you okay. did not wake me. Were you in the middle Wait, of a Harry Potter marathon, Kate? 
I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What what state are you in? Confusion. I'm in DC. Okay. Um, are you in quarantine? I'm in semi quarantine. I am going into the office some of the time. Uh, oh, I feel bad for your so fellow you going staff. To the, you're, so you're going they're to, probably really looking forward to you being home. You're going to the studio, though? Yeah, there. I am. Okay. I am a couple days a week. What would you ask her about her parents? Oh, I just said I, I think the staff was probably looking forward to her being at home, <laughs> but she's going Yeah, instead. well, they're at least they're getting a little bit of a break. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not like every day. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever wake up and miss us and working with us ever? She's thinking, have I ever wished I could be back with them? No, no, I don't. So what's, what is DC? What is, I think that's a big no. What is DC I like mean, during all of, what is DC like during all of this? Oh, it's, it's a ghost town. Oh, I mean, God. everybody's pretty much gone. Um, it's, it's a really interesting place. Hmm. Well, well, Kate, We'll be pranking you very soon again. So you get to bed. Go back to and sleep. And we will talk to you soon. That sounds who, great. Who did you think it was? Who did you think it was, by the way? Who did you I think was calling I thought it was my you? brother, because my brother's name is, I think you, it sounded like you said Michael. I did. I did. I wanted <laughs> to confuse you even more. <laughs> that's my brother's name. And then I was like, is this Opelka? And then it took me a second. And then I realized it said New York on the caller ID. And I was like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to get another phone line All right. well you'll be hearing from us soon and um, please continue your role as the official junk correspondent oh I never gave that up okay Okay, good good. Good. we'll talk to you later Kate bye Kate (laughs) sounds good bye guys bye and with that she's a good sport who doesn't? I love, guess. Who doesn't you're love into Kate's that sort of thing? Uh, me, hands up. <laughs> oh man, uh-huh. it's been fun tonight. It has been. I guess. I've been Luke, playing with Luke this gaff the whole time. I have a little like. Uh, church boys.